This is Kate Moorhead Carroll and the podcast, Find It. I want to talk to you today about what it means to be well. Wellness is like a diamond with many sides. It can never be fully understood or mastered or completed. Wellness looks very different in each unique individual. And it is not something that is stagnant or can be achieved like a medal or a degree. It cannot be bought or sold, no matter how many ads promise wellness if you use their product. It is a false promise. Nothing that you buy can make you mentally, spiritually, or even physically well. Nothing. Our culture is fixated on diagnosing illness. We see symptoms, behaviors, and we name them. He has schizophrenia. They are bipolar. She struggles with addiction. But just because we can name an illness doesn't mean that we understand it or have mastered it. It doesn't mean that this illness is within our control. They have cancer. He has ALS. In our fascination with symptoms and our eagerness to name illness, we have neglected to define what is health. Is it just the absence of illness? Is it what is left over after someone erases symptoms that make them ill? Or could it be something more? Something more than a mere absence of pain or suffering? In the Holy Scriptures of many of the world's religions, there are stories that tell us who we are in relationship to God. In the Bible, there is the story of Adam and Eve in the Garden of Eden. Now, I know that not all of you are Christian or Jewish or Muslim, and not all of you believe in God. I also know that there are some who believe that this story actually happened and others who think it's some kind of a metaphor for the state of human existence. Maybe some of you don't know the story at all. Thousands of years ago, when this story was written down, it was not an issue whether it actually happened or not. The ancient Hebrew people understood that the story possessed a deep truth about who we are as human beings. And they knew that within this ancient story were powerful words, words that told us about who we are in relationship with God and what it once looked like when we were truly well. I want to look at this ancient story because I believe that it holds a key that we have long forgotten, for it is the story of what things looked like before we fell, before we became estranged from God, when we lived in harmony with one another and with all the earth. It is fundamentally a story of wellness, and how we lost it. And hidden within its depths is the key to how to find wellness with God once more. The story takes place in paradise. It is a garden called Eden. It is a place where all our needs are met. There is no shame or fear and no pain. It is perfect. There are no buildings. There are not even any clothes. 
It is pure innocence. This is where God originally created us to be. Eden is where we belong. You could say we were meant for Eden. We were originally created to live in harmony with God in a place free of fear and pain. Much like the womb, this place that we were designed for provided for our every need. And how do we know that this is true? Think with me for a moment. Whenever something hard happens to you, when someone dies or you fall ill or a relationship ends, one of our first responses is always, why? Why is this happening to me? We often wonder if we're being punished. What have I done wrong, we think. And we always imagine that the next guy has a better life. She has it all together, we say. Look at her family. With the married parents and the two ideal children and the white picket fence. Why can't I be like her? The commercials play on our desire to return to Eden. Our belief that We should be happy all the time, and we should be pain-free all the time. They promise us bliss if we drink Starbucks or use Calgon shampoo. But the advertisements lie to us, because none of these products can bring us true bliss. Not permanently. We are vulnerable to these ads because we were designed for Eden. Somewhere deep inside, You know that things should not be this hard, that life is more difficult than God intended for it to be for you. Somewhere deep inside, you know that you were meant to be well and whole and complete and at peace and healthy. You know that you were meant for Eden. We have fallen from that state, but it doesn't mean that we can't understand what it would take to get back there. Let me read to you from Genesis chapter 2, verses 4 to 8. This is a new and I believe more accurate translation of the Hebrew. In the day that Yahweh made the earth and the heavens, when no plant of the field was yet in the earth, and no herb of the field had yet sprung up, for Yahweh had not caused it to rain upon the earth, and there was no one to till the ground, but a stream would rise up from the earth and water the whole face of the ground. Then Yahweh formed a groundling from the dust of the ground and breathed into its nostrils the breath of life, and the groundling became a living being. And Yahweh planted a garden in Eden in the east, and there Yahweh put the groundling, the one Yahweh had formed. The story begins with a garden. God takes the Adama, the Hebrew for dirt or soil or ground, and forms it into Adam, a creature made of the earth, a groundling. And God breathes into this creature and it is alive. The word for God, Yahweh, literally means I am, but it is also your breath. For the ancients, life began when a baby sucked air into its lungs. And if you were blessed, life ended when an old person slowly ceased breathing. 
The word for breath was life, and it was God. Breath was God living in us, God breathing into us. So to be well, we need to begin with one simple thing, our breath. Begin by just breathing. Remember the gift that it is to breathe. A man in my congregation just finished a battle with testicular cancer and is in remission. Ironically, this battle made him grateful and well. He gives thanks for every breath. The second thing that we need for wellness is the earth. We are part of the earth. We were meant to be outside and to live with this beautiful creation that God has made. Wellness must begin with a return to the breath and to the ground, to plant, to sit under a tree, to breathe, stick your hands in the dirt, go for a walk, sing under a tree. It all began with us on the ground. God also clearly says that it is not good for this groundling to be alone. So God makes animals. In the Hebrew, the word for animal means sustainer. In this story, animals were originally created as company to sustain us and to help us. And God gives the groundling dominion is the word over the animals. This word means not to lord it over them, not to eat them, but just to watch over them, to care for them, protect them, as a parent would care for a child. So another step to wellness may often be to introduce an animal into a person's life and let that person care for and love that animal. It is a fundamental part of the recipe of what it once looked like for us in Eden. Notice, too, that Every physical need of the human is taken care of and eaten, food, comfort, even beauty. This tells us that it is essential that our basic physical needs are met in order to be well. We cannot find wellness if we are deprived of food or sleep or safety. These are essentials and must be addressed before anything else. God gives the human the capacity to name the creatures, not only to care for them, but to give them identity and to speak of them. We are meant to care for and express our love for the creation, to tell stories, to do art, to communicate, to name. Part of wellness means finding the way that each of us expresses him or herself. I know that I am never more well than when I am writing or preaching. It is what I am meant to do, to express my thoughts, to name my experience. For some, this involves architecture or art or mathematics, but find your expression. Find that way in which you name the world and describe it and articulate its beauty. Naming was the groundling's vocation. It was the groundling's work. All human beings need work. We need to be given a purpose. The idea that we strive to sit still and retire is preposterous. Rest is good. Retirement is good. But the primary purpose of life, the thing that makes us most fulfilled, is not vacation or having enough time. That overall will feel empty and even depressing if we just have a goal of enjoying ourselves. No, we are called to work, 
to name, to communicate. Each of us must find a purpose beyond ourselves, and that is an essential key to wellness. You want to rise out of self-centeredness and depression? Don't go shopping. Instead, visit someone who is lonely and ill and living alone in a nursing home. Work. Give your life to a purpose. Ironically, all our advertisements tell us to care for ourselves first and foremost, to take and consume and eat and buy. But it is the caring for others that makes us really well. God makes all this, and God sees that the Adam is still lonely. So God makes this Adam sleep and takes part of its ribcage away from its body, literally in Hebrew, its side. What is left over is man, and the side that is taken is woman. Gender is not used in the scripture explicitly until this split of the groundling. A split into two genders, male and female. And the male and the female have found companionship. God says it is not good for this groundling to be alone, and it's not. Very few human beings are designed for total solitude. We all need love and companionship. We need one another. Wellness involves love and involves community. I recently did an intervention for a young woman who was an alcoholic and an addict. We sat together in a room and we read letters to her about how much we loved her and we asked her to get help. It was the love in the room that got her to admit that she needed help. It was the knowledge that there were people in the world who loved her without reservation and who would never leave her, no matter if she agreed to go to rehab or not. It was the knowledge that she was not alone. There's nothing like the healing power of love. It is part of God. It is God. No wonder Jesus gave us one great commandment. Love God and love your neighbor as yourself. There is no other commandment greater than these, Jesus said, because to love is to begin to be well. Adam and Eve loved each other and they loved God. And what a mystery that this male and female gender were once united in one. Who knows how that split occurs in each one of us. And what a mystery it is. Within each of us, there is a state of innocence. Eden is still there, somewhere buried underneath the pain and isolation of life. Eden was a container, in a sense. It was a safe place with boundaries and borders. And wellness does involve boundaries and borders. We must remember this when raising our children. We must protect their innocence from exposure to things that they are not ready for. We must guard them. Eden was a place where innocence was protected. We must serve and love, but also understand our own limitations. Know what kind of balance you need in life, what you should eat, how much you need to sleep, the kind of companions that are life-giving for you. Find them, pursue them, and then understand that you are responsible for protecting your Eden. And when you leave that balance, know that it will involve some pain. Protect yourselves from an onslaught of the news, for example. 
There is only so much pain and suffering that a person can witness. I'm not saying ignore what is going on in the world, but take it in doses and be aware of what you need in order to be informed in a healthy manner. Give yourself moments of safety and peace so that you can venture out of Eden and go do God's work in the broken world. Let me recap some of these ancient lessons, for there are seven of them that I have identified. Number one, breathe. Number two, be close to nature, to the earth. Number three, be near animals. Number four, name the creation, express yourself, work. Number five, find loving relationship. Number six, listen to the boundaries. And number seven, let God be God. That final one, number seven, in order to return to wellness, we must let God be God. There are certain parts of life that you can have and others that you cannot have. Adam and Eve took what wasn't theirs. They consumed something that was off limits. What is off limits to you? Drugs, alcohol, sex. You probably know what your forbidden fruit is. Most of us have many of them. Accessing wellness means having the discipline and the strength to say no to that which you want but are not desired to have. We must learn to say no. And we must learn to say no to people who ask things of us that we cannot endure or perform. We must defend our boundaries and radically care for ourselves. And we must defend ourselves from our own appetites and temptations. You and I must learn how to be well. What balance of breathing and nature and expressing ourselves does it take? What kind of exercise or foods or companionship do we need? And then we need to protect that balance all the while designing our lives to be ones of service. Notice that when you stand on one foot, your standing leg is always moving and adjusting. Have you noticed that? Wellness is a balance. It is a process. And it is fragile. It takes constant adjustment and motion, a constant commitment to strive to be well. It is not some kind of stagnant state at all. It is motion and it is change. Your needs will change each and every day as you age, as you parent, as you marry, as you retire. The balance will shift and you will need to shift with it to be fully awake, fully well, and fully alive. Jesus did this. He gave his life away, but he did find time to eat, to enjoy his friends, and to go off alone when he needed to. He had friends and loved ones, and most of all, he had God. And that brings me to the final point. Because we were designed for Eden, you and I were designed to have a relationship with a higher power. We're not meant to be gods ourselves, but to look to God. We are in grave need of a spiritual life of meaning and of purpose. We need to know that all of this mess is not just ours to clean up, but there is one who is holy and who loves us and who will make it all well in the end. Meditation, prayer, reading of scripture, these are essential for wellness. We must not be the center of our own lives or we will get all twisted up inside. Only God can be the center. When Adam and Eve disobey God, 
The first response is fear and shame. They run and they hide from God. If you find yourself afraid, if you find yourselves running and hiding, then know that you are becoming parted from wellness. Fear and shame are excellent barometers that we may be headed down the wrong path or that there is more healing to be done. Trust those feelings. They are road signs. God wanders through the garden looking for Adam and Eve, calling out, where are you? I think we need to remember that God's first response when we disobeyed was to come looking for us. And when we fall or make huge mistakes, God thinks of us as lost, not as bad. There is a huge difference. You are loved, you have always been, and you always will be. Just sometimes we get lost. Because we took that fruit of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, we can never get back to Eden as it was. But we do have it in our memory, in our DNA of sorts. It is a deep truth about who we are. It is a goal for us, something to be aimed for, a dream, a vision, a striving. Yes, you will suffer pain, and so will I. We already have. But we can know that God once wanted nothing but peace and harmony for us and that we are to guard and protect our wellness, and especially the innocence of our children, for as long as we can. Eden lives inside us now, and inside our relationship with God and with one another, and we can catch glimpses of its beauty.